I'm Chad Rutherman's. And I'm Andy Kinnick. And welcome to No Clip Pocket. Find your deal. Today, we're going to be talking about Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP, uh, which was developed by Capybara Games and Super Brothers, was published by Capybara Games, and was released in 2011 on the iPad, iPhone, Windows, Mac OS X, Linux, Android, and it was eventually ported also to the Switch. Yeah, those kind of trickled out to everything. Yeah, it feels like everything we talk about now has come out on everything, and it's staggered over like five years. Yeah, which you might say means that we are very late to all these games, but sure. that isn't, no, that isn't it. We're super, <laughs> we're good, we're real good. Anyway. So topical. So topical. Uh, super Brothers is a point-and-click adventure game with kind of a slapped-in-there combat mechanic. Yeah, it's very much like a phone game, Mm -hmm. if that makes sense, for lack of more specific terms. Like, when playing it, it very much, you can tell that it was designed for phones initially. Um, And I played this, like, the first chapter of it, probably like four years ago or something like a a long time ago and i didn't remember that about it i also didn't remember like the humor in the game either so like coming back to this was kind of weird for me right uh i remembered it having kind of like a mysterious tone and like having played the whole thing now i don't know how i didn't remember the humor because that's like it's shtick right i mean i don't know i would never like I would never call this game a comedy game specifically. Like, I don't think it's there to make you laugh, but the dialogue is written in a way that is intentionally, like, juxtaposing how casual it is with, like, the task that they supposedly have put you on. Yeah, I think it's super tongue-in-cheek, personally. Maybe it just stood out to me because I had forgotten it. Right. But, like, I I would call it a comedy game. Like, I feel like it... Every time it makes a joke, it's expecting you to be laughing at it. Like, uh-huh. it thinks it's real funny. <laughs> and I don't want to come off too harsh on it. It just kind of, I got the feeling that they want they, they, they wanted this to be a funny game while I was playing it. Well, yeah, and I agree with that. I think it is supposed to be funny, but I don't think that that's its express. In, I don't know. I wouldn't call it a serious game, for what it's worth. Like, mm-hmm. that obviously is not <laughs> it. Uh but I don't know, maybe I felt like it didn't lean as much on it as as you did, but either way, yeah. The it's it's mostly <laughs> it's mostly the dialogue. Mm-hmm. Uh, like there isn't anything inherently humorous about the overworld. No. But you will run into stuff and that stuff will talk to you and it will be discussed in a very flippant sort of manner. Yeah, and you get the the tome after the first chapter and it it's basically like a smartphone. Mm-hmm. Uh, another way that it feels like uh, you can clearly feel like it was designed for phones because it kind of mimics a phone interface a little bit. Um, and every single post in it from every single character is like a joke. Yeah. They're, yeah, even the ones that are explicitly tutorials for stuff, they're, are, they're not written as a tutorial. There's one that I remember that was like, I hope the Scythian knows that they double tap on the path in order to move it, move it twice as fast. Mm-hmm. And I was like, oh, okay. Because I didn't know that. So like, I was glad that I read it, but then I was less glad that it had a weird joke in it. Yeah, it's like, 
It's one of my notes, and I didn't think it would come up immediately. <laughs> but uh, the tone of this game is something that I find really weird, or like I don't know quite how to feel about it because I don't think like it clashes with itself. But as I said, like I remembered it being mysterious and like atmospheric in a certain way, and that's definitely in there. But then all the dialogue and the characters are like tongue in cheek. And there's a lot of fourth wall breaking in the dialogue. Yeah. And um, they, like, speak directly to the player, like, you know, to re- right to you. And even your character will talk and kind of reference you, like, as if she knows she's being controlled by you. Yeah. Which is weird. It's just, like, it's like a cocktail of things that, like, I don't really know how to feel about. Yeah. I think that the framing of this is supposed to be that it is a... That it is a game within the game, like you are. It's like a ritual. Yeah, a ritual, or maybe like even a, a like a, a therapeutic procedure. It's not made entirely clear, but the archetype is like administering it to you, and I don't know. Like I got down with that kind of stuff. Like I definitely yeah, I didn't dig with this game. Yeah, I didn't dislike it. It's just like weird. Yeah, it is super weird. Uh, and I don't disagree with that, but yeah, they like refer to you as being like, you're being guided by the thumbs of a God or something. So like, even in the game, like your player character isn't specifically you. It is like a different, Mm -hmm. you are, it's the Sylvan or whatever you're called. Yeah. They actually call it out at the very beginning of the game where they talk about how this game is in second person. Like it isn't a first or third person game Mm -hmm. in the most technical way imaginable. (laughs) Uh, But yeah, so that's, that's the game that did come up immediately, which was odd. Uh, Because the thing that I was, that I was going to start with was this game is divided in the weirdest way imaginable, where there are four chapters, and the first one is really short, and the second one is pretty short, and then the third one is the entire duration of the game, and then the fourth one is really short. Mm-hmm. So I don't understand why they went through, why they di- why they kick you to the main menu to split this up in this way when they could just put like a title card or something. Mm-hmm. They even have that, like, banging music that occurs in between the things that they could just fade into that and then fade back in. Yeah, I think, I don't know, it's, it's hard for me to put my finger on. Um, it's part of it feels tonal to me. Like, they want to build up that mystery around the moon phases thing mm-hmm. uh, and be like, ooh, you have to wait to play the game some more. <laughs> like, aren't you tantalized? kind of a thing but i don't know it might be tied into that specifically the moon phases thing like maybe that was more of a thing at one point maybe the game was supposed to be longer at some point they had to cut stuff and i don't know it's it's hard to put your finger on but it, it there is something about that that feels off and yeah. it, it probably contributed to the fact that i played the first chapter and then it was like it booted me to the main menu and i'm like oh well I guess I'll up. stop now. I did the and same then I thing. Just, and yeah. then I just didn't play it again for years. Because I think it was like, like I could, there were a couple of games like this. I think I started it like right around when we started the podcast. So I never went back to it. Because mm-hmm. I now just play other shit like it's my job. <laughs> um, <laughs> but um, yeah, so it yeah, it is, it is kind of 
maybe not off-putting, but it is weird. Yeah. It, it's just, to me, it's very weird in, like, the differing lengths of the, the things. Because mm-hmm. when I played it and got through the first chapter, I thought, like, this is done like this because it was a phone game. Because it was developed for a phone. Maybe it was released in chapters. Yeah, or they just wanted to, like, put some separation in there so that you could, like get behind a short play session where you play for like a little bit of time but you feel like you've actually accomplished something Mm -hmm. but that is the opposite of what happens as soon as you get to the third chapter because the third chapter is intentionally really esoteric it's like hard to parse and then the game never it never cuts away until you've finished it and like Theoretically, if you're playing it in the wait for the moon phases way, the third session could take you three months to finish. Yeah, and I don't really... Like, so... I was looking up some stuff about this game, and apparently, initially, like, the concept for it was that it was supposed to be, like, a concept album mm-hmm. that was interactable, like, with a point-and-click style game mapped onto it. And I-, I feel like a lot of, like, the weirdness and the pacing and stuff could probably be traced back to those roots. Um, yeah, it almost feels like like the, f- the first two episodes being short and then the bulk of it, the middle of it being long and then it finishing up, like, I don't know, it almost kind of feels like 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 a like the flow of an album like you got like an opening track and then you have like the rest of it and then like a final track right that like you want those pieces to stand out it's like 2112 which has like two tracks and then 2112 which <laughs> is the entire one side of the record and then the rest of it's all in the back yeah so i don't know if that made any sense but like that's just what that kind of stuff makes me think about is like, I wonder how that impacted the, the development of this game. Yeah. I think so. Yes. This game is definitely about music in a way, uh, or rather it's about highlighting the music it does have. And the guy who wrote it because they just put him in the game and had him put, had him there when they played the songs. But there's so little music playing most of the time. It's super strange. Yeah, I mean, like, I'd even disagree with what you just said. Like, <laughs> I I feel like the game does have good music in it. Mm-hmm. But, like, it has the, the name of it is, you know, the Sword and Sorcery Brothers EP. Or Super Brothers Sword and Sorcery EP. Yeah. Uh so yeah, you know, EP like extended, extended play, play, like yeah. an album, and there's like the imagery of the record that's in a few places in there, and your character does sing, mm-hmm. but it's very abstracted game mechanic, and your character isn't really singing from your point of view, um, and they, yeah, like they have the the composer is in there as a character playing a guitar, and there's the part with the concert towards the end, but yeah. like it really didn't feel like it was about music or highlighted music as being important that much to me. Right. Like given the roots of this game, it, it didn't really feel like music was like part of its identity to me. Fair. And I don't know if it was just me because like everything I've like read about this game or heard about this game would suggest that that is the case, Mm -hmm. but I didn't really feel like it was there. I think that the game is presenting itself in such a way that music is a core 
goal of it. Yeah, but my I don't point think is that it, it doesn't. It yeah. doesn't. Yeah, like it, it doesn't, doesn't have enough to it. Yeah, it doesn't come across like that. Because mm-hmm. your actual gameplay is mostly silent. Uh, the songs that are there get cut off really awkwardly when you do things. And it felt like that could have been smoothed out or just mm-hmm. not done. Like they could have just had the music play. Yeah. Uh, and it was very, it was strange. And because so many things in this game take so fucking long to do that they could have just had the background music that they score and put up. Like, I don't know if that's part of the tone, but if it was, I, I didn't love it. <laughs> <laughs> It was super weird. I don't know. Like, I liked the parts where the music did come in and it did make, like, almost all of the songs are, like, actually real good. Like, they're good in a, in a, uh, like, a hyperlight drifter kind of, like, atmospheric way with a couple of songs that are just straight up, like, bangers. Mm-hmm. The The concert song is good and the song that plays at the end of the chapters is insanely good. Uh and so they do a good job with, with actually making the music, and then they just leave it. At, maybe they wanted you to want to hear the music more by making absence make the heart grow fonder, but I don't know. Yeah, like, to me, I didn't really notice that sort of thing, like it, the music getting cutting off or getting cut off in weird ways. But it did feel like it went long periods of time without it. And then it did, I mean... If that's what they were going for, it did make it feel more impactful when it came in. So, but no, I do think it was a weird decision, like the way it was handled. Yeah, it's kind of all I got on music. Yeah, though, like which it, is which is fucked up. I yeah. should have more. It just it feels like there's more to that story that we don't know. Like it definitely mm. feels like something happened along the way that made them change what they were gonna do. Yeah. I don't know if that's true or not, but that's what it feels like. It just seems to me strange (laughs) because what could have happened if that was your goal when you set out to develop the game? Like I can't for it. I feel like it has to be intentional. I don't know. I mean, you start out with the concept of it's going to be an album but with a point-and-click game mapped onto it, and, like, maybe that just didn't work. Like, they just, like, couldn't, you know, like, yeah. figure out a way to make that good. And they're like, well, I we'll guess we'll make it a point-and-click game with this soundtrack in it. We'll just flip it. Uh, and then, you know, I don't know. And then... That is... Uh... I mean, it's that's sounds... what I imagine, like something along those lines. I admit, like it sounds pretty simple, but I honestly didn't think just like it didn't work as being an option. Yeah, like, but yeah, I, that totally th- is just yeah. That sounds like something that would be really hard. Like it's it's an ev- evocative idea, right? right? That sounds cool, but I feel like it'd be hard to make that work in a way that was fun to play or like. Because, like, listening to an album is a very passive thing, and playing a game is very active. Right. So, like, presenting a game in which you can actually, like, listen to the, like, pay attention to the music and play at the same time, mm-hmm. I think would be kind of hard to do unless it's something really simple like Audio Surf or something. Right. Coming soon. Yeah, coming soon <laughs> to a theater near you. Um. So, yeah, I don't know. I, I imagine that it was, like, during development they realized maybe that idea wasn't the best 
That could be. Um, yeah, let's let's talk about the development of the game and how we don't know anything about how it was developed, but we do know what was developed. And it was this point and click game where you walk around. Mm-hmm. Uh, how'd you like it? Uh, I enjoyed this game um, overall. The it, it's a little bit hard to get used to. I, I think if I would have known initially, like that, it's air quotes a phone game, and like that's why it's designed the way it is. Like I initially kind of felt like. Because I played on PC, so, like, mouse and keyboard, and you had to, like, click and hold on a mm. spot to, like, make your character move. Uh, it felt kind of awkward at first, but, like, after, like, thinking about it through the lens of, like, oh, it's, like, for a phone, and you would, like, tap and hold your finger, I was like, okay, this makes a lot more sense, This like, when I think of it that way. So I settled into that, and, um, yeah, I really like the the backgrounds like the pixel art for the backgrounds like i think they're like it's like zoomed out and like nicely detailed um it's like a nice like dark green foresty color palette uh it kind of makes me think of uh concept art for the disney animated sleeping beauty movie okay um which is high praise coming from me because i think that is maybe like one of the movies with the best art direction i've ever seen uh it's underappreciated i think but that's another story for another time um there's like the specific screen where it's like the log bridge and then like there's the three graves up on the side like that like kind of cliffside vista is like very reminiscent of a shot from sleeping beauty um so i was really impressed with that stuff and yeah, and like the music, like tonally, like I like the little world that it sets up. Like I, that really drew me in. Yeah, I I want to. Yeah, I to, said a lot there. Yeah, so. no, I mean, <laughs> specifically because we're talking uh, because you, you brought up the visuals. I do want to to call those out as well, just for being really incredible. Like in a weird way, mm-hmm. like in a way that I specifically feel like I appreciate because it is there's like a a level of this game doesn't care about making things look real and also, but it just does with the backgrounds. Like Mm -hmm. the backgrounds do look real, despite the fact that they're rendered in such like a low fi way. And then the character models themselves are drawn as these very lanky, undetailed, unnatural looking yeah, very, humanoid characters very low bit mm-hmm. looking uh character sprites i feel like that's just like a stylistic indie thing yeah to have like more detailed backgrounds and simpler sprites like we've seen it in like something like undertale and celeste and other things yeah and i think it's sometimes it's done for like ease of animation but i also think like in this game it feels a little bit more like a stylistic choice to me yeah i feel like the character designs especially were done uh, like a lot just for a laugh like yeah compare your character because who gets a lot of like close-up time and like how the arms and legs bend in this like really awkward way and they have like they're basically little crescents 
Yeah. They're like segmented weird. Like where it's like the top part of like the shoulder is like set off of the body mm-hmm. and then it comes down and then like the rest of the arm is like a pixel over. Uh-huh. It's like not really connected. Yeah, it's it, it's like only a single line of pixels, so you end up with that kind of jagged yeah. look. But then you look at the dog. Yeah, and dog the dog fella. actually looks super dog fella looks super good. But like looks like a dog, which would be if it was rendered zoomed out. Yeah, like if it was rendered in the same way as the human characters, it would be really hard to make something look like a like read as a dog. Right. But it absolutely does. So I I feel like part of it is just like they thought it looked funny and it matches with the tone. So I I agree with it and think that it is good. Yeah, part of me thinks that like the sprites were one of the earlier things created. And they just spent like seven months making all the fucking trees and yeah. bushes. Here is a screenshot I took of the uh, um, Sleeping Beauty level from uh, from Cux. For, oh, from Cux, yeah. So you can see what I'm talking about. <laughs> oh, wow, that does look very similar mm-hmm. as well. Yeah. They have like more hand-drawn assets well, in this yeah, game, yeah, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But um, the landscape. So yeah, I'd be surprised if Sleeping Beauty wasn't like a direct inspiration to the art team. Yeah, it, it's funny like how fucking dense everything is as well. Mm-hmm. Like especially when you get to the puzzles in the third chapter, and there are a whole bunch of them like right in a row that you do, and a lot of them just involve like sort of pixel hunting, like pattern finding, stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, and Some more difficult than others. Yeah, by a lot. <laughs> and, uh, like, there are just so many interactable objects, and they're, like, need to be in order to make those puzzles work. But then also, I'm always constantly impressed by how much stuff is there and how most of it seems pretty unique, like, mm-hmm. from screen to screen. Yeah, it's very dense. Um, I especially, it's a nice touch... Um, how in the dream, the dream walking realm, mm-hmm. whatever it's called, um, in the, like the bright moon and the dark moon phase, which, whatever they were called, um, all the screens that have the puzzles in the light moon phase are not where the puzzles are located in the dark moon phase. Like, oh, right, it's like yeah. all the screens that have puzzles in one phase are different than the other. So it's like it's kind of like an every like it swaps where like these the sprites are hidden. Yeah, so you end up sort of they're using every part of the yeah the they use literally literally every screen. Yeah, so that it doesn't and it and it helps because they don't it does it helps them not repeat things. Not that they don't exactly, but like uh, that is where I want to go next. Um, is to the the sorcery the sorcery yeah because. I threw some shade at the combat system earlier. We could talk about the mm-hmm. sword part if you want, because I don't entirely want to dismiss it completely. Uh-huh. But leading up to when you do anything interesting with the sword, you do sorcery with a W. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that you do this to solve puzzles, and it's the same puzzle in effect where you are trying to do a set of things in order to make a sylvan sprite show itself and then you tap on it and then you just have to collect those to bring about a time of miracles mm-hmm. that, that is what you do in the in the the fiction of the game uh, but what you do in reality is you go to a screen where there's a glowing thing uh, yeah, a glowing spot on the ground or in a spot 
it was screen. Fu- sometimes in the water. Yes. One time it was in a house, I think. Uh-huh. Uh, and then you have to just click on shit and figure out what it was, what it wants you to do. Yeah, you had to, like, click and hold on yourself, and it makes, like, an aura come out, and, like, your character is singing, uh, supposedly, I think. Yeah. In the fiction of the game. And then you and you have to like look for things in the environment to like interact with, and my favorite ones are the ones that like take the concept a little bit further, like the one where you have to like look down into the water, oh. like the reflection of the lake, yeah, to like find what's not what's different in the reflection to find out what to click on, stuff I, stuff like that. I what, was desperately hoping my favorite one of these by like one million miles, like uh-huh. not even close, was the one. Uh, where you play the waterfalls like a guitar. Like, that was very cool. That one was really cool, but m- maybe a little bit too hard to figure out, I thought. We might have different opinions on which ones were hard. Oh, yeah? Because uh, the reflection one was, like, impossible really? for me. I, could I mean, not... you do have special eyes. I do have those special eyes. I found... Like, the guitar- like the waterfall ones, like, it took me forever to figure out how it was supposed to work. Mm-hmm. Um, cause like, I felt like I would like move the cursor over the waterfall to find the spot and then I go to the next one and then it would immediately just like make it all disappear and like right. I fucked up. <laughs> like it took me forever to figure out like what I was doing wrong. Yeah. Yeah. Cause the waterfall one, maybe cause I think, well, no, no. Cause the reflection one I definitely was in the last set that I did. Uh-huh. So I definitely had, I understood what the game wanted at that point. Yeah. I have no excuse. <laughs> uh, but the waterfall one for me is just like you, I, strummed one and realized mm-hmm. what it was doing and i strummed another one that went away and i was like what was the difference between these oh it's a number of streams so you go two three four five six like you just have to count them up right that's the one that's in like the wider screen like before the the hollow tree yes is like that but the one that's like at the beginning of the dream area that just has like three waterfalls oh they're just like like... three waterfalls and like that's the one that (laughs) fucked with me right like i like i would like i'd like really slowly run the cursor over it till like i got to the spot and and it lit up and i'm like okay and then i go to the second one and then i'd run the cursor down it and then it would like hit and then immediately disappear (laughs) i'm like what the fuck did i do wrong I don't even know what you did right. That does not sound like what I did. Like I eventually, all. when I got it right, it just worked. Like I don't right. know what I was fucking up. Yeah, the the first one that took me because they don't explain. But yeah, the second version of it is real good. Yeah, they they don't explain, and this is a problem. It's not a problem inherent to the game, I don't think. But like, in order to do this kind of a puzzle, you can't tell somebody what they're looking for. They do that in the second chapter. For the most part, maybe they did them, did it for one of them, but I didn't see it. But they tell you like, oh, do like you're looking for a Sylvan Sprite surrounded by this or something like Mm -hmm. with some shit with some shapely trees or whatever it's going to say. And you go and you know kind of what you're looking for. But then in the third chapter in the main in the main game. Uh-huh. The main phase. Yeah, in the in the main phase, pre-combat, you do everything blind, more or less. Nobody's there to give you hints. Uh and so 
there would be times when I would go in and like your only recourse, if it isn't really obvious, like some of the trees are glowing, mm-hmm. is to just click everything and just hope that something triggers it and then try and figure out what the pattern you're supposed to match is. Uh-huh. And I don't know. Like, I don't love that part of it. And also, I didn't ever figure out what the sheep thing was until after the whole thing ended. So. I don't know what it was. It was supposed to find matching sheep, like sheep that were doing and looking the same. Hmm. Yeah, I was like writing them down as numbers. Like I was like, this is sheep one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. And I would click on them and then I click on a random other one. And if it stuck, I would write that one down. <laughs> And it's actually a miracle that I got it right, because it means that I was clicking on the same ones in the same order and then remembered, like, (laughs) not to cross them. Mm -hmm. Because if you did that, they'd all go away. That was, I mean, I was being stupid by brute forcing it like that, but I could not figure out what they wanted me to do. Yeah, I didn't notice that they didn't all mostly look the same. Like, it seemed like there were, like, two different shades. Like, maybe there were some that were lighter and some that were a little darker. But that's the only difference I really noticed. Yeah. It was, uh, like, genuinely hard and kind of off-putting. Yeah, and it, it, it seemed like they like did different stuff like they weren't didn't just have like a static pose that you could match to another one right but anyway yeah i did a similar thing i just didn't write them down i just kind of like clicked through them until it worked yeah um yeah maybe we're stupid maybe i i don't know but yeah it does seem very unintuitive this game is definitely obtuse in places Mm -hmm. um like it, for the most part, though, I feel like it landed in a pretty sweet spot for me. Like jumping back into the game uh, after so long was a little off-putting, and, but like once I like got back into it, like I I found it to be like it would take me just long enough to figure stuff out without taking too long and getting frustrating. So like I don't know. Yeah, it, I agree. Like the game design of it isn't stellar, but like. The puzzles, I think, are, like, simple enough. You only had to really had to find, like, four or five pieces. Yeah. So, like, it didn't really bother me. I agree that it wasn't frustrating. I just don't think that it was, like, fun to do. Mm. I don't know. I, I kind of enjoyed it. I mean, that's... You're the 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 looking fine fan, though. I sure am. <laughs> um... But I, I don't know. That that's that's the puzzles. And then the cool part of the game comes after that where you fight the trigons. the cool triangles, the trigons. Uh and I enjoyed these fights. They were a little like slow. Yeah. Like especially like <laughs> I don't know if I just sucked at it, but like I died to these things quite a few times. And I died at least once to all of them. I think yeah. three or four times to the first. And then I was figuring it when out. you restart it, like you have to wait for the triangle to like enter the first phase. And it's just like, oh, my God. Yeah. And I think they do it because they have this this dumbass healing mechanic. So in this game, inexplicably, you heal by holding the shield button and then like a little circle will slowly come into focus around your character and when it fills up then you get a heart back or in a, a star, star back yeah and 
it is so stupid that it exists at all because it is only useful right then that moment alone is when the when the triangle gets all set up to do its first ganon ball attack uh-huh. you you hold the b button and gives you enough time to heal your hearts to full but you could just spawn me with that because every other fight in the game happens too fast to heal. Yeah. So there's no point in having the mechanic exist outside of it because you can't do it while in the overworld. You have to be in combat to heal. And the only time that you can heal is in between phases of the Trigons. Yeah. Having started the game four years ago, I completely forgot that you could heal with the shield like that. So you just did it with one health? I just ate mushrooms to heal health. I didn't even know the mushrooms healed health. Yeah. I used mushrooms, like, well, back in college, but... uh, (laughs) (laughs) uh, Like, once or twice, I think, Yeah, the mushrooms will replenish your health. Yeah. Interesting. Didn't know. Yeah, so you could just eat a mushroom and then stand there and wait for the triangle to... Making the healing mechanic even more useless than it <laughs> than it was even in my mind. Yeah, but um, I still think that um, in regular fights, like against the enemies when you would like change the moon phase or whatever, or mm. whenever else enemies might show up, like that bear and stuff. <laughs> that bear. Um, you know the one. Um, it was kind of like whatever, like kind of... a pretty repetitive but like the boss fights were pretty tense mm-hmm. um and i also think they suffer from the same problem like they're all the same yeah. basically with maybe like one or two things different across all three of them but uh yeah i think there's actually some potential in it because like yeah when it when it's working right it is actually pretty tense especially on um pc because you had to click on the icons to use them. Oh. So it's not like pushing a button. So like whenever like it, you need to like hit the shield really quick. You have to like make sure you put the cursor over the shield and click it. It's not like just hitting a button. Right. Yeah. That's a, uh, cause imagine that's how it would also be on, on a phone. Yeah, but you on a phone you're it. using your yeah. thumb, which is really, uh, it's opposable. It's right there. Yeah, you you can just kind of touch. do shit with it. Yeah. But mouse, a lot harder. Yeah, so it, it made the fights a little bit harder, I think. Yeah. Pressing buttons Like, I would have missed easy. the shield when it would go, yep. for you to dodge. And like, oh, shit. Oh, yeah. The, <laughs> so I did mine in the order of... I did Bright Moon, then Dark Moon. Me too. Okay. Dark Moon fucked me up. Because I, I think I died three I think I died three times to the first one, two times to the second one, and then once to the other one. Uh-huh. And the Dark Moon one fucked me up because it had the phase where it shoots the triangles at you, but it also shot laser beams, mm-hmm. and I just really was not paying attention to it. I died to... Did they not both do that? No, well, the Bright Moon, for me, only shot the triangles and didn't shoot uh, lasers during it, that phase. Uh, it, it shot lasers at me. Oh, wow. Uh, I think it's just like an RNG. It might be an RNG thing. Or I'm forgetting, and it just didn't hit me. I mm. don't know. But the one of them fucked me up good with it. Uh, and it and the first one, both, I died on the last hit of the uh, boss, yeah. which is frustrating. Yeah, but... the first one definitely threw me through a loop. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, there, there is real tension. The music that plays is real good. Like it's got a real like ominous kind of grindy vibe vibe to it. Yeah, and I I really enjoyed it. And yeah, like you said, the tension actually was present in a way that yeah. it's just never really is. Yeah, I heard that it's inspired by Punch Out, like how Punch Out on like the like, I'm assuming the Super Nintendo worked. 
but I've never played it, so I can't speak to that. Uh, but I, I heard that cited as an inspiration for the combat. Yeah, I can see that. Like it's like very reaction based. Yeah, yeah, because this one gives you an audio key. You can play. I know that the NES punch out, like Mike Tyson's punch out. Oh yeah, NES. That's what I meant. Not yeah. Super Nintendo. There is a Super Nintendo Super Punch Out. Yeah, yeah, featuring Mr. I, Dream. I don't know my my punch out history. <laughs> Punch Out's a good game. I don't know if I would ever recommend it for uh, the podcast. I've always really wanted to play the Wii one. Oh yeah, that one lo- I probably looks, would do. For yeah, the podcast. it looks really good. Yeah, uh, but I can I can see that I I think because like there is sort of like a rhythmic element to there's sort of there's sort of a, a rhythmic element to Mike Tyson's Punch Out and like the audio cues being like a key factor of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Also, just the combat in general, I guess, because you do avoid stuff until they have an opening, then you swing. Like yep. that's kind of the the vibe. Mm-hmm. It just it felt like it was a bit too repetitive, and like it could have been fleshed out more if they wanted to like it to be a big part of the game. You know? Yeah, yeah. If we had more stuff that was like the 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 bosses yeah the trigons, the trigons but was and less stuff that's like the golgothan mass right that would be ideal because that one was like it even had like a wind up where it told you how many times it was gonna hit by banging on the shield right. and it never mattered like <laughs> it's not like it's different swinging once or three times except right. for how long it takes i don't know it was very strange to me yeah uh did you kill the wolf? No. Could... Oh, well, yeah, I did kill the wolf. Yes, I didn't the kill the bear. Did you kill it early or did you kill it at the end of the game? At the end. Okay, could you kill it early? I don't know. I don't know either. It ran away. Yeah. So I don't... Maybe you could catch up to it. <laughs> I didn't. Well, no, I never tried actually hitting it. Oh, I didn't. Like, and you connected with it? Yeah, I okay, hit it right. until it was at one star and then it ran away. I just blocked until it ran away. Oh, but because I I would try to attack to... it after it hit me uh, you because had to... I trained on Dark Souls. Uh, of course. You had to hit it as it's jumping at you. Yeah, which I figured out when I had to kill yeah, it. Yeah, you can do that <laughs> in the first encounter. The last level. I was like sitting there literally just blocking and being like, Jesus, when's he going to run away this time? <laughs> <laughs> For like three it's, minutes it's before not, I was like, yeah. I got to mash. It's not undone. Yeah. You don't have to keep running away. <laughs> um, so what do you think about the moon phases thing? The the mechanic? I like it. Period. No. <laughs> I like how it is implemented in the game. And I like that there is both the real-time way of doing it and the moon grotto. I don't like that they put a guy in the game to tell you to change your phone's clock. Because it just feels... Like, I get that they're going for, like, a meta thing, but it feels awkward that he's in there. See, I specifically read it as they felt like it was necessary to put that guy in to tell you not to do that. Like, uh, there was another way to d- around it, and they didn't want you to change the time on your phone okay. or your computer. <laughs> Because, like, if you couldn't find the grotto and you were like, what the fuck do I do? Right. They didn't want you to resort to changing the time. That's how that came off to me. So they put a guy in there to be like, don't do that. Because you'll be a... You will be a cheater. Yeah. yeah. 
Uh, you get an achievement on the, the PC version for not cheating. Oh, nice. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> I... AKA just playing the game. Right. It felt so natural... Me too, ...to yeah. find the Moon Grotto. Yep. Because, like, it, it goes... You go from... They introduce the bear guy the instant that you get into the... Mm-hmm the the dream walking yeah and then you go and kill the bear guy or don't kill the bear guy and so then, i think you don't have to like you you enter into that chapter and you don't have to go dream walking so if you're just walking around the overworld thinking that like you don't need to go to sleep <laughs> like i think that's what that guy is there for to be like hey don't fuck with your clock you know like <laughs> do something else but I totally agree. Like I pretty naturally try. I, I I walked around a little bit and talked to all those. I went up to the mountain to where the rainbows are and the the face mountain. Talked to all those guys. Came... Like, what are these folk song lyrics you're yeah, telling? These, yeah, I went up to, to the, the mountain, mountain and the rainbow and looked at the face of the mountain. <laughs> um, <laughs> Rookie Green Tail. <laughs> Um, but anyway, I'm sorry. Um, and then I went back down the mountain and then like I went dreamwalking and mm. then I found the key and then I found the, the grotto. Like it all felt pretty natural. And I was wondering if I just kind of lucked into finding it easily, it but feels... it sounds like the same thing happened to you. Yeah. So. It feels like the way it's designed Yeah, is to do the, the dreamwalking, find the bear, get the key, then instinctively know because you've passed by that locked door like four times already mm-hmm. that you're supposed to go there like maybe if you aren't like a an entrenched video game player yeah it might be less obvious but like i hadn't even like found that secret path before i got the key oh okay but like i just like i i had noticed on the the bottom of the screen that you can see it when you walk by it so right. i was like wonder if the key has anything to do with that and mm. then i found the path you know yeah i found admittedly i found the path because i just double clicked on the door sure and then he, oh, just, he just walks, walks down yeah she just walks oh, down sorry, the path she, yeah i walked down the path i, I before he except after she um <laughs> but yeah i i also thought that that because of like how that worked out pretty smooth for me. I really enjoyed it. Like it felt really satisfying to find the mm-hmm. moon grotto and figure out how to like do it properly. Yeah. Cause like it was kind of confusing, like finding the guys talking about the moon phases and being like, what the fuck am I supposed to do? You know? Uh, but then, you know, quickly after that, I figured it out and it was like, Oh yeah. Like I, it, it feels like you find you're finding a secret. Yeah. Like it, it, it lands pretty well, I think. Yeah, it feels like it's a good puzzle to some extent. Yeah, like for sure, it's one of the better out. things in the game. Yeah. Yeah. It's like it's like a game worldwide kind of puzzle. It feels like you figured out how the the game world works. I have one other thing on this, and that is, did you have the time paradox expire ever? No. Because I don't know what that means. Okay. I had it happen both times. Uh, <laughs> so if you change the phases of the moon uh-huh. and then take too long to get to the boss, then it will revert back to whatever the natural huh. time is. And uh, I think I did notice it seemed like the moon was like 
rising setting right whichever yeah. one is that's what is that actually happening i don't know if that is the indication i never noticed it uh but it's just like there is just a time limit ah, from the time that you yeah. leave the grotto to when that seems unbelievable that like i never hit the... it it's a pretty long time limit the first time that i skipped uh, that i hit it is because i got to the boss and then i just put the controller down and was like doing some else uh, we got some water i was like i'll get ready because i know these bosses take a while so I, you know, and, then it and then it just like reverts when I come back in and I just woke back up. So you have to walk all the way back from the house to the grotto, wait for the moon to change, and then you walk back out, go back into the thing, go to sleep, walk all the way across the fucking dreamscape, and then go back to the boss, which takes a million years. Yeah, I did, because um, the first one I did was the light moon. Uh, I I got all the sprites and then couldn't find where the boss was because yeah. I didn't go across the lake. So I, I ended up just leaving the dream realm of my own accord <laughs> and then realizing I had to go back and then I found it in the middle of the lake. But for some reason, I, I just did not think to go back across it. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, I did eventually find it. So I did not have it expire, but I did through my own idiocy have to do that exact same thing where I had to walk back to the grotto, right. change it, and then go back in. Yeah. So then is my like final real complaint with this game is that I just feel like that was unnecessary. Like yeah. the fact that you have to keep changing it. I think it would have been okay if your character didn't move so slow. Yeah. It just takes a if long time. If you had time. a run button. <laughs> You do have, kind of have a run button. Yeah. If you double tap, you you hustle a bit. I guess it's like a jog. Not even. It's like one of it's those. It's like a, you're power walking. <laughs> I was gonna say it's like one of those patronizing jogs when somebody's like, "Hurry up!" and you're just like, "Oh, look at me!" <laughs> I guess I'm sprinting now. <laughs> That's how I felt anyway. Uh, so I have two other quick things, um, and one around. is that the um the sylvan sprites are drawn in like a vector illustration style and they look straight out of your walk for all of you no clip pocket listeners mm -hmm. longtime fans or general samogo fans or samogo welcome fans. aboard yes um yeah that that's all i really have to say about them and the sound design's really good the little like uh song that they sing yeah i can't do it but um Really great. I can. I'm yeah, perfect. Yeah, that was beautiful. <laughs> um, but uh, I thought that was great. Looked super cool. They look really good and kind of creepy, which I think yep. is the perfect like. They balance. stand out. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, I also wanted to mention that uh, there's like some voiced dialogue from like Logmet Logfella Logfella. Um, and maybe one other character at some point. Um, kind of weird. Mm -hmm. I didn't really like it. <laughs> Because it's just, like, a guy's voice. It's, like, not even a voice actor. It just sounds like some guy. Right. Well, it's always just, <laughs> unless you found something that I didn't find, it was always just, like, one word said occasionally. Oh, really? Like He when, would say, like, whole sentences. I don't remember him talking. Yeah, like, it, I, I, ta I don't know how often you talked to the characters, but I did, like, every time I came across them. Uh-huh. And, yeah, like, you would talk to him, and then, like, after you'd stop talk to him, stop actually talking to him like reading the dialogue and you'd like walk away he would just like dialogue would just start playing like he would just talk and, he, and it would be like it sound like a hipster guy and he'd be like oh uh you don't really talk a lot or like you know he would just kind of 
ramblings of like a dude talking and it was so weird okay the way that you're descri- the way that you describe it uh-huh i think i know what you mean uh-huh and i can see how it would be lame hearing someone talk about it though sounds creepy and i love it <laughs> I just imagine that it wasn't actually creepy. No, it wasn't. What at all. I would hear is occasionally when you would like walk by him or something, like in the mission where you're going up the mountain for the first time. Yeah, he'll say like one word. Yeah, he'll just be that like, also hey. happens. Yeah, <laughs> but like you can trigger him just saying complete sentences. Odd. I did not know that that was a thing. Yeah. Uh, he's the only character that did it for, to my memory. But I want to say at least one other character did it at least once, but I don't remember who it was. The dog does bark. The dog barks. He never talks, though. And the and girl, mm-hmm. or whatever her name was, doesn't either. I don't remember who it was. Yeah. It's weird. It is odd. I can't say that I have an opinion on it, but I know that if it was creepy, I would have liked it. It was Because creepy. it's not creepy, I probably wouldn't it was liked just it that much. weird and lame, kind of. <laughs> I hope the guy who voiced it <laughs> listens to this. <laughs> it's like, oh man, it's a swing and a miss. Yeah, for me. Uh, do we have swinal thoughts? Swinal, like sword. Yeah. It's not a good joke, but it's what I'm going with. Uh huh. Um, I thought we were gonna go with concrete thoughts. Do we have concrete? I never said it. I said. Dear listeners, like leading up to this podcast, I kept going, I've got really concrete thoughts about what I'm going to say about this game. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that's where that joke came from. It wasn't really a joke. But (laughs) anyway, uh, when you said that, I thought it meant you were going to have like a take on this game or something. I don't, I still don't know what you meant when you said that. That's fair. But anyway, so my swinal thoughts. (laughs) My concrete swinal thoughts are, this was a weird one. Mm -hmm. Um, I really liked parts of it. Other parts felt kind of weird. Um, And I feel like having been doing this podcast for a while and kind of being like better at kind of analyzing a game and like kind of understanding more about like the development of games and things, I kind of thought of it through that lens as I was talking about early on like maybe their angle for developing this changed midway or it feels like something like that happened along the way that led to like a less cohesive product in the end. Mm-hmm. But I do think like it is like a experimental mysterious kind of game. Like it, it stands out in my mind. Like it's pretty unique. Uh, I, I really like the pixel art backgrounds. Um, the moon phase thing is cool um the humor didn't really work for me personally like it was there were some funny things and it didn't detract at all but like it I did, it wasn't really something that I was like super into but um overall I did like this um but yeah it was a kind of a weird experience especially since I started it like 4 years ago and finished it now yeah um but yeah like I this is a I feel like on no clip pocket here we've talked about like these top tier mobile games or at least that's how i think of them but like these more 
like games from these studios that feel like they take like mobile development more seriously and aren't just like making shovelware. Um, and I feel like this slots right in with a lot of those kinds of games like your walk or, uh, monument Valley and things of that nature. Right. I feel like this is to me sort of a mid tier mobile game. The, the line I'm going to draw here is that this is me now playing this game for the very first time in 2011 on a phone. This is something that I would have written home about, but now I'm not <laughs> writing home about this game in 2020 on the, on a, on a console or on a PC. Yeah. Like to me, this game feels like I can really dig what this game is doing. Like I like that it has this sort of attitude to it. Um, in like a cool way, not like in a Sonic the Hedgehog way, because it's not the '90s. It was cool then, <laughs> not anymore. Uh, it has this attitude to it, and it has this sort of irreverent dialogue that I like the tone of. Like I like how this game is structured. I like how it's put together, but. I think through also there were some references to Twin Peaks that now that I'm thinking oh, yeah. about it in 2011 was six years before the <laughs> the third season came out. I mean, it was really not in the cultural zeitgeist. So these people are true fans. Yeah, I noticed the firewalk <laughs> with me one. Yeah. yeah, there's also like an owls are not as they seem. Yeah, yeah, yep. yep. Uh, either way, though, <laughs> uh, that aside, I like what this game is doing, but I don't really like the game i think it's okay i think that i had an enjoyable time particularly when it was immersing me in sort of like its atmosphere yeah when i felt like i was listening to the music and jamming out and there was a cool forest scene happening i was like into it and then the bosses were cool and then everything else was kind of like a slog in a way that i don't love um so yeah I think it's a very cool game. I have a lot of respect for this game, but I don't necessarily think that it is like, it has not withstood the test of time, so to say. Mm -hmm. Thank you for listening to No Clip Pocket this week. What are we talking about next time? Next time, we're going to be talking about Penko Park, a semi-spiritual successor to Pokemon Snap. Yeah, an indie <laughs> uh, successor. Yeah. Uh, and if you listen to our Pokemon Snap episode, um, or actually, even if you didn't, I feel like I should put together a bingo card of everything <laughs> we said we would want to do to improve Pokemon Snap, and then see if this game checks off. Yeah, I should definitely go back and listen to that mm -hmm. Flashbang a Unicorn. Yeah. Check it out. <laughs> it's a very uh, old, it's like in the 20s, isn't it? It's it's from that era like where I think the podcast started to get good, in, okay. in, in my mind. Um, so yeah, it's probably around that era. Like I know Chrono Trigger is the twentieth episode, and it's around there. Yeah. Um. Damn. But yeah, looking forward to it. Yeah, seems like it'll be fun. Until that time, you can get a hold of us. All of our contact information is on our website at nocliffpodcast.com or splattershot.pro. There you can find links to our YouTube. Uh, our Twitter, our Discord. Uh, you can listen to all of our old episodes there or on iTunes and Google Play. You could listen to us talk about 
Your Walk, which we've already mentioned, or Tick Tock, A Tale for Two, another game that feels kind of like a phone game that was also ported to the Switch recently, weirdly. Because what hasn't been? Exactly, yeah. Also, uh, Detention's another good one. Yeah. I'm going to spooky point and click. Was that ported to the Switch? Yep. Yeah, that's on the Switch. Overdin mm-hmm. on the Switch now. Yeah, but we didn't do that for Pocket. No, but we did do it. We sure did. And we did it before it was on the Switch. Yeah, we did it before it was cool. The, I think Nintendo is just porting everything we talk about to yeah. the Switch. We do have a sixth sense for those kinds of things. It's true. <laughs> we'll check our phones after this and, like, Fatum Bachelor will be <laughs> ported <laughs> to the Switch. <laughs> I mean, Tamashi made it on there. Hey, yeah, you're right. Tamashi is on the Switch. God damn. Wait a minute. Are we on the Switch right now? <gasps> I'm drifting. <laughs> All right, that's good. <laughs> All right, here goes. Are you prepared? Well, I think so. We haven't done this in a while. It's been a minute. Mm-hmm. I have I no idea what I'm going to say. That so, was I, I swear this never happens to me. It just It's been a while. <laughs> It happens to every guy eventually. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. They forget how to podcast. <laughs> yes. I have podcast dysfunction. <laughs> I wonder if an aging quarterback can sell me something for that. <laughs> All right, here goes. Sponsored by Viagra. <laughs> Sponsored by Cialis and Viagra, both. Sponsored by Raid Erectile Legends. Join the battle today with your penis. <laughs> <laughs>